Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into another off-season edition of Cardinals Corner. He is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. I am Eric Ruby and Tyler, we've had a ton of huge news break. The Arizona Cardinals have hired a new general manager in Monty Austin Fort, but I got to be honest with you, I'm a little upset that we can't just talk about one-way ticket to Thailand this entire podcast, Tyler. I was really hoping to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, what a uh, what a wild couple of days of news. Going from former head coach Cliff Kingsbury going on the one-way ticket to Thailand and informing teams that he's not really interested in a job right now to getting a new GM in uh, Monty Austin Fort, who, let me tell you, first impressions, I know that's just the first impressions, but he, he impressed me a lot just from how he handled himself, how he wants the organiz- organization to run. I thought he checked a lot of boxes. I think just getting that external hire did a lot of favors for, you know, owner Michael Bidwell and, and the look of the Cardinals team after what we saw last year. So a lot of good good that came out of uh, today's press conference, in my opinion. There's a lot of places we can start when talking about Austin Four, And, of course, kind of something that a lot of people gravitate towards is he spent 15 seasons with the New England Patriots. In fact, his first season there was 2003. I think we know who the Patriots maybe drafted in 2003. <clears throat> Cliff, Kling- Cliff Kingsbury. But over his 15 seasons, Austin Fort served as Director of College Scouting from 2014 to 19, Assistant Director of College Scouting for two years prior to that, a National Scout for the Patriots for two years prior to that, Area Scout personnel assistant in 2003. This is a guy who worked his way up from the bottom of the food chain in the NFL and got himself a general manager position. Now, just to give some worldly aspects and views on this hiring, Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, he's actually the founder of the Boston Sports Journal, he was on Burns and Gambo today. He said this was an inspiring hire and a good step in the right direction for a Cardinals organization that maybe hasn't been making all those steps recently. Yeah, I thought it was the move that they needed to make. I think if it was an internal hire, which, by the way, Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, I believe, were in the back during the press conference today. So that is something to point out. Uh, they, they were two internal candidates. So it was the right move to make. Because if they went internal, you knew the fan base was going to want somebody's head rolling somewhere. So... Going external, right move. You get a guy who who has been on teams that know how to win, know how to get all the way there. I mean, he said it himself. He wants it to be the Arizona way, not the Patriots way. Or he wants to take that from Bill Belichick and kind of use it as, as his own. So there's a lot of good that could come out of this. So we just have to see what his next move is going to be. I'm definitely intrigued with the Patriot way stuff and the putting your own spin on it because when people leave the Patriots organization and granted it's usually more coaches than it is the front office, it doesn't always turn out to be New England 2.0. It's hard to replicate that in general, but he did talk about today, Austin Ford did at his press conference, which you were there, Tyler, about what he will be taking from Bill Belichick's Patriots. A complete organizational alignment in what exactly it is that we're trying to do. That goes through all levels of football operations. Clear definition of not only what we're looking for in players, but what we're looking for in staff. How important is that, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I think that's something that I think a lot of people would say was lacking, uh, at least this past year. And obviously a lot of outside forces and influences happen, but 
Yeah, I think that's really where you want to start. We, I mean, we've seen the success that a guy like Bill Belichick has had using that system. So if you can mold it into your own and have a spin on it and really still stick to the core, why wouldn't you want to do that? There should be more people that want to do that. And I'm sure there is, but they can't really execute it the same way a Bill Belichick could. So let's see. I mean, he said it himself. This is his first GM job. He's kind of learning it as he goes at this position. So we'll have to see really the next steps he takes and how he can really get the Cardinals into that Patriots way kind of mantra moving forward. Well, the buzzword that everybody was talking about today, Tyler, oh, that was ego. We're going to institute a thorough and exhaustive scouting process to find the right players for this team. We're not just collecting talent. We're going to build a team. We're going to look for the right type of players. Ego will not be tolerated in this organization. We are going to look for focused, driven, and people that are willing to put the team first at every step of the way. Tyler, I've got to ask it because everybody's assuming, (laughs) was that a shot at Kyler Murray? I don't, you know, and I think a lot of people probably connected those dots really fast, but I think it was more so about, hey, we want a person like Buda Baker, who he specifically talked about and how, you know, he went through the NFL combine when Booker, or when, uh, when he was with the Patriots and Buda Baker was coming through the combine and, and he said after the interview he had with Buddha, he wanted to run through a wall because that's what he knew that Buddha would bring. That he could tell that that's the type of mentality Buddha would bring to a team. So I think it's really more about, hey, this is a this is a kind of a PSA to everybody. If you don't want to be part of the team culture, then we can find other ways to get you out of here or find other methods for you to go serve your NFL years somewhere else. So I think that's really the message, and I think him really hitting home on. Yeah, Buda Baker's the guy, and I think everybody that knows the Cardinals, follows the Cardinals, has any inkling in the Cardinals, knows that Buda Baker is the type of person that you want to have t- 21 other players like. Imagine. So. A, a team full of Buda Bakers would win every Super Bowl ever, but alas, that's not reality. Now, I did think that it was interesting that Michael Bidwell was also asked about the whole ego thing, and he was asked if the players were the ones that brought that up to him. I think it is related. It was described in a different way. It was accountability. We need more accountability. It's clear that that's going to be an emphasis here, and that's what he just described as setting ego aside, and it's all about accountability to the team. So I think it's absolutely related. It's absolutely something our players are interested in. That was something I had in my mind. That's exactly what Monty Ossinport is about. Now, every time you hear the football coach or the owner or the player do the whole football speak, we've got to hold each other accountable to me doesn't really hit home not something that I'm gonna look at and be like wow I believe in that guy but when you say it the way that Monty said it during his press conference and when you're coming to a team that quite frankly needs it so desperately almost more than any other team in the NFL it's hard not to get distracted by what could just be the basics but what this team needs is the basics yeah, I mean, really, that is. I, it's you need to break it down, strip it down, get down to the clean slate, canvas, whatever you want to call it. And I think that's where it starts. Is you've just got to get back to the basics. And it sounds so easy, but I think that's also how I think things got so wacky because I think there was just everyone was trying to do too much. I mean, I think I go back to when Biddle was talking about Cliff Kingsbury and how he worked harder than everybody. But I mean, he. <laughs> we saw the product on the field. So really, I mean, the dude was trying to do too much. So I think breaking everything down, getting back to the basics, that's going to be the key to really building things back up because you can call it a retool, a revamp, whatever. But I think at the end of the day, it is a rebuild. It's a rebuild. There's 
It, it has to be. It's a it rebuild. Because if you don't think about it as like, okay, we still got a starting quarterback in Kyler Murray. It's okay. It's a rebuilding of the culture. It's a rebuilding of the good feelings that the organization had last year. It's a rebuilding of the trust that you could have maybe in your in Kyler Murray halfway through the season if he plays and and moving forward that way. Or, or it's just the rebuilding of of the trust with the team and with the fans and with everybody else. And you got to start at the basics, like you just said. Speaking of the basics. I think this guy is going to find some gems, which is what a general manager needs to do. If there's anything the Patriots have been known for in his time with them, and then he didn't just spend his career with the Patriots. He did go and he worked with the Titans, but a a lot of people focus on the Patriot way. It's these undrafted free agents. It seemed like year after year after year after year, they were hitting on guys that nobody else saw. And the Arizona Cardinals need an influx of talent, not at the top of their roster. They had the big names. They had the Kyler Murrays, the J.J. Watts, the Buda Bakers, the DeAndre Hopkins. They need that influx of talent underneath them, that bottom of the roster, because that trickles up. You've heard of trickle-down economics. It's trickle-up rosternomics. That's right. That's a wolf phrase right there. But... (laughs) I really do feel like that's something that this team has been missing, and that's something that the Patriots in general have been really good about. Now, from a general manager, Tyler, you guys also asked him about the search for the next head coach, specifically if he's taking the reins on that search. We're all going to be involved in this search. This is going to be a collaborative process. Michael and others in the organization have have names. I have names. We're all going to sit down and we're going to talk this through together. And ultimately, we're going to find the right head coach that, that shares the vision. Ironically, Tyler, I also have names. Two of them that I'd like to talk that I would like to talk about specifically. <laughs> Number one is Brian Flores. And as soon as Monty Austin Fort got hired, Brian Flores' name started jumping like wildfire on Twitter. Why? Well, the two spent uh, over a decade together in New England as Flores was an assistant coach and also a scout at the same time Austin Fort was a scout. They were on the staff for 13 years together together, and served at a career development symposium as representatives for New England in 2018. Now, why is this important? Because Brian Flores is on a, quite frankly, short list of names that we've seen the Cardinals interested in bringing in. What do you think when I say Brian Flores, potential Arizona Cardinals head coach? I mean, I think everything you just said makes you want to connect all the dots, right? I mean, it's not crazy to put that together. I think, especially with what Austin Ford said. I mean, he said he doesn't. it doesn't matter if it's a defensive-minded, offensive-minded, whatever-minded person. It's It's somebody that's going to be the right fit for the team. And I think it's the, I mean, the vibe that I got from him is a no nonsense, get to work for the team. It is not a, it's not a, a me, it's a we thing. So, I mean, that speaks to a lot of kind of what I've heard about Brian Flores. You know, obviously I haven't talked to him. I don't know him well, but everything that I hear from the outside sounds like that's kind of right up his line. And and same goes with the D'Amico Ryan. So, I th- and, and even Vance. I know people don't want to hear that, but I think Vance is also somewhat in that in that uh, category. So I I wouldn't be surprised anymore if it's a defensive-minded coach. And I think Brian Flores, and probably rightfully so, should be up there just because of that connection. Because let's say, let's let's take it this this step further. I mean, it's a new GM. He even told us afterwards. Uh, Monty told us afterwards he hasn't crossed paths with Sean Payton. So as a new GM, I don't know if you want to bring in a guy you don't know. 
So for me, it just would be logical for him to, to really to have Brian Flores be kind of the guy with, with a little bit of the head start, I, I guess I should say, over the other guys before they interview. Funny enough, Sean Payton almost feels like it's impossible at this point, right? Because yes. it would be one against what Sean Payton would usually want, which is complete and total control. And not that he's against having a GM technically while he's the head coach. It's some He wants somebody that he knows, somebody he has a long-lasting relationship with that's going to do whatever Sean Payton wants. To me, doesn't seem like Austin Fort's that guy. Number two is that if you're the Arizona Cardinals and you just sunk a ton of money into Cliff Kingsbury, and I, I'm not sure how they're dealing with Steve Kimes' contract, but I would assume it's still getting paid, I'm not going to go and trade assets for a guy that's probably going to demand a way bigger contract anyway in Sean Payton. And granted, he does two things, general managing and being a head coach. But at the same time, it's like, are you really just putting too many of your eggs in one basket when it seems like there are guys like a Monty Austin Ford or like a D'Amico Ryans or like a Brian Flores or like a Frank Reich, whose name just came out a couple hours ago, that are still good enough, if not great choices for these positions, that you don't have to put more of a sunk cost into. To me, feels like Peyton's pretty much impossible unless he is begging to come here, which I find hard to believe. But what do you think about those other two names? One that you brought up, D'Amico Ryans, and one that came kind of out of nowhere today, but it was reported by Dan Graziano of ESPN, not that it's a reported interview, the Arizona Cardinals have already interviewed former Colts head coach Frank Reich. Thoughts on those two names? Well, the first thought is that Austin Ford's getting right to work because, I mean, his press conference was today and he had an interview hours later. So that was pretty interesting. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Frank Reich, I, I, don't, I don't know a ton. I, I don't really – I don't know if he'd be the greatest fit. I also don't know a ton on the guy. So – I think it would – I just – I think for what they want, feels like a Brian Flores, feels like a, you know, one of those more moves – or one of those moves other than maybe going with the Frank Reg. I just – I think too many people are going to go back to the Colts and how that all ended, and even though some people might say he probably shouldn't have gotten fired, but yeah. Yeah, he probably uh, shouldn't have that's, gotten that's, fired. That's a can of worms right there, I think, for for a lot of people to go through, but – I, you know that's that's tough. That seems, but at the same time, Austin Ford said if they can find the right fit, that's the right fit. So if, if they think Rex's the right fit, then we'll just have to see. But I think they're going to go through a lot more interviews. I think D'Amico Ryan's would be an, a, an incredible hire just because he knows the division. I think you know whenever the car, whenever you can get in a, a divisional, I guess opponent back on your side, I think that's a win. So uh, that would be big, and I think he would go a long way with really getting that defense and and building that defensive with Isaiah Simmons, David Collins, those guys, they should re-sign Zach Allen, so you could probably throw him in the mix too. And that I think that would be big, but then the biggest question is going to be, what about the offense? So, right. and, and that's really going to be with all those guys. I mean, you, you have to have a plan in place for the OC. You have to know exactly what you're going to get on the offensive side of the ball because you have to take into account how much you're paying Kyler Murray and what the future holds with him. I would say it would not be surprising if Spencer Whipple becomes offensive coordinator for this team. Because think about it. They just hired a new GM. They have all the sunk cost in Kime and Kingsbury. They also are going to have to hire a head coach. And then 
You're going to have to hire an offensive coordinator. Now, to me, the dream... Well, by the way, by the way, before... Let me cut you off. Spencer Whipple was in attendance, too, by the way. He, wa- so. he was there. He was there. Okay. Well, I feel like out of all the coaches that kind of had job security on the offensive end, he, he seemed like one of them because every time that he's been giving just a, given a little bit of responsibility, the team has gotten better. So... I wouldn't be surprised if within this new regime, if Vance does not become head coach and stays defensive coordinator, and then there's a defensive guy like a D'Amico Ryans or like a Brian Flores who comes in as head coach, maybe you just keep Spencer Whipple around. Maybe you just say, hey, let's let this guy who, when he's had the keys, the offenses look good. It's a rebuild year anyway, and if it doesn't look good, then go out and hire an offensive coordinator. But the dream scenario to me is D'Amico Ryans as the head coach and Frank Reich is the offensive coordinator. Now, I would be fine with Brian Flores as head coach. In fact, I would be happy with the move. But to me, between him and D'Amico, D'Amico is just one of those guys that you just can't miss on. And like you said, that NFC West kind of flavored to it as well. Not just like the NFC West, but like, the cream of the crop in the NFC West. The 49ers defense, arguably the best unit in the NFC, let alone the NFC West, and that's D'Amico Ryan's unit. And I would love to see what he could do for Arizona with a great offensive coordinator. And the offensive coordinator is a whole, like you said, can of worms when you talked about the Colts. Offensive coordinator feels like a can of worms because once you figure out these things at the top, man, it, it really gets kind of weird. Do you stay? Do you not stay? But again, a lot of these questions are going to be answered when we see more interviews, when we kind of get deeper in the process. This is day one, hour what, six after the press conference? Eight after the press conference? Yeah, something like that. It's going to take some time, and, and maybe it doesn't, but I would assume it does. But there is one last thing we need to touch on before we say adios to this emergency edition of Cardinals Corner, whatever you want to call it, which, by the way, you can download on the Arizona Sports app, anywhere you get podcasts. You can follow all of Tyler's great work at TDrake4Sports on the Arizona Sports app, ArizonaSports.com. He'll keep you up to date and covered on Monty Austin Fort, their search for a new head coach, Oh, in that nice little number three overall draft pick that they have. Austin Ford also spoke about that today. I hope we don't pick third overall again. That's for one. The benefit is that we're going to be ready to pick a premium player that's going to be able to come in here and have an impact on our team. The other benefit is there could be calls on that pick. And every step along the way, we're going to do what's best for the team. And so if we get a chance to drop back and pick up additional picks that'll help build the team, we're going to entertain that. Ah, I love the beginning of that question because you could tell that he is such a nice guy by the way that he was interacting with you guys in the press conference. And he would always say, hey, hi, nice to meet you to everybody when they introduce themselves to just how he carries himself in general. But then that comment there and all these football winning comments, you just know that it turns when losing is involved. And I want him to be upset that they have the number three overall pick. Like, I don't want him to be happy with it, but at the same time, he seems to be well aware and maybe even keen on trading for some other assets with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you've got to look at all the avenues, and, and I'll actually have a story on ArizonaSports.com that kind of talks a little bit deeper on that subject exactly. And, yeah, I, I think it was that's what stood out to me, too, is I hope we never pick there again, and that's, that's what you should hope as a GM. But, yeah, you've got to look at every avenue. There's going to be teams that are calling. I think there's probably, what, five or six teams in the top ten that 
could be in the market for a quarterback. So why wouldn't they call? I mean, outside of number two, I think the, Tex- the Texans at number two, obviously, are probably going to get a quarterback, and they don't need to make a trade to get one because the Bears are probably not going to be getting a quarterback. But outside of that, there's a, there's a lot of teams. That but the could Bears be could be trading their number one overall pick. It really is like a lot of – it's our yeah. third can of worms that we've tried opening in the last five <laughs> minutes because it is. The Bears could trade out for a quarterback. The Colts could take – a quarterback like and they could want to trade up for it like it's you got the Falcons you got Carolina you've got you've got a couple other teams CJ right St- Stroud did commit to the NFL draft he is not returning to Ohio State which there were some rumors which drives up that pick you really do have a lot of options and hopefully hopefully they're able to turn that three pick to like he said somebody who can make an everyday impact or you trade back but if there's anything that I trust with Austin Fort it's going to be those later round guys not that I don't trust him to make those big picks but the Patriots way to me I think of the fifth rounders the sixth rounders the undrafted free agents these guys that when an organization wins on those guys things change drastically your ceiling and your floor raise drastically when you hit on undrafted free agents and low-round draft picks. Tyler, there's a lot that we're going to be able to know once we see his work in the offseason, once we see who he hires as a head coach, once we get into next season. But initially, after day one, being at the press conference, meeting him, seeing him, talking to him, whatever, what are your thoughts that everybody needs to know about Monty Austin Fort that we haven't covered yet today. Any stone we've left unturned? Uh, you know, I think for me, it's just my takeaways where accountability is going to be key. You got to leave the egos at the door. And I think overall, it's just refreshing. I mean, it's a, it was refreshing to get a new voice in there to actually, you know, talk about what he sees for the future. And I think that's going to go a long way. I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done and it's not going to be, you know, one move is going to change everything. But I think this is the right, step in that direction of really turning things around for this franchise it's just this, now he's got the job let's see what he does with it let's see what he does and if you want to know what he does with it you can go ahead and follow tyler at t drake for the number four sports on twitter you can get all of his work on the arizona sports app on arizonasports.com all of our great Cardinals coverage there, great Suns coverage, D-backs coverage, Coyotes coverage, all of that right there, one convenient location. You can follow me, at Eric Ruby, on Twitter. You can hear me Monday through Friday on the Arizona Sports app, 98.7 throughout Burns and Gambo. You can follow the show at AZ Cards Corner. Give us a five-star review. Listen wherever you do. Give us those downloads. Let us know what you want to know on Twitter. All of that at AZ Cards Corner. But until next time when the news brings us here, Tyler, remember to enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys next time.